Debbie Schlussel. She is an attorney, an author, a political commentator, and a film critic. And from time to time, she's kind enough to join us dark and early on a Friday to tell us what movies are worth checking out. Debbie, it's been too long. Thanks for joining me on the radio. Thank you. It's good to be back. So, Debbie, I had said uh, when that article came out in Politico and then there was subsequently another article in the New York Post where they were looking for a conservative uh, female for The View, I had said that I thought that you would be the ideal choice for such a role because you seem to uh, fit, check all the boxes in what they're looking for. have, Have the good folks over at The View reached out to you yet about that? What's happening? No, they haven't, unfortunately. And, you know, in the past, when they've been looking for a conservative, uh, twice in the past, they actually have reached out to me, but not this time. Um, So I'm a little disappointed. I think, uh, thank you. I do think that I checked the boxes, maybe not all of them, but most of them. And I think that I uh, really would give these women uh, a run for it when they're debating issues. I think what they, who they've been interviewing so far have been a lot of never-Trumpers also. And those people uh, really don't represent people on the right in America. Um, you know, you, half the people in the country, almost half, voted for Donald Trump. Right. And the women they've mostly had did not vote for Trump. So, uh, you know, and many of them are very moderate. You know, I was reading all of the the diff- articles about the different hosts and what they're saying is what they're looking for. And it almost seems like they don't even know what they're looking for, except they want a conservative that's really a liberal. That's very funny. Well, I, I hope uh, people that uh, agree with me, they will make their voice heard uh, on in the spheres of social media and elsewhere and tell the view that uh, we want Debbie and that Debbie Schlussel would be a welcome addition uh, for the uh, for the view. Now, uh, before Thank we b- before we get your take on the movies, I also have to take advantage of your legal expertise. Uh, the news coming this week that uh, Justice Breyer is going to be retiring. President Biden says he's going to pick a black female to replace her. And uh, this is not going to be a black female along the lines of Deneen Borelli. I think that's probably a guarantee. Of all the people that have been talked about, of all the people that are in consideration, obviously nobody's going to share your view of uh, the Constitution or your ideology. But is there anybody that you think would be better or worse than anybody else that's being considered? Well, um, I do think that all of the people that are on this short list, if you look at some of their cases, they are out and out liberals. I mean, they are not moderates. They are like you you pointed out that nobody's going to be a moderate on this list. He is picking somebody that is woke, that is a social, that is a liberal social activist, um, pretending to be uh, an impartial judge. That's who is on this short list. Um, Are there conservative black female judges or just, you know, what I'm always looking for, just a fair um, black female judge that, has the experience in terms of federal being on the federal bench. Yes, there are some that are um, not as radical as I think the people that I've seen on the short list, but there aren't 
that many. But there's nobody, for instance, there's nobody that's been talked about that you say, all right, well, obviously I'm not going to agree with the decisions that this person writes, but as far as qualifications and character goes, this person's not as bad as the others, and there's nobody on the list that say, wow, I know I'm not going to agree with whomever he picks, but this person would really be egregiously the most horrible. There's nobody in either category that screams out to you at this point. Not really, no. Okay. Not really. Um, I think unless Joe Biden wanted to pick somebody that, you know, was nominated by a Republican president recently. But listen, there aren't that many black women that are on the federal bench at the trial level or at the appellate level. But there are but there are enough to to pick from. um, And he's not going to pick. A few, the few moderates who were nominated well, by, yeah, for I mean, example, I'll, I'll, George W. Bush. A lot of the people that uh, that voted for Biden, you know, they voted for him with the expectation that he would pick a reliably left wing Supreme Court justice. But neither right. here nor there. Hey, but, uh, also, before we get to the movies, the Golden Globes, uh, which used to be a celebration of movies and television, they were not aired this year on television, and they were not even streamed. It was almost like it was a, a secret a secret meeting somewhere that no one was even allowed to know about because of uh, apparently the diversity issues within the Hollywood foreign press. What did you think about this? Did you care about that at all, that there was no Golden Globes this year? I did not care. And I don't know which countries are members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the organization that puts this on and votes on this. But I would imagine that not a lot of the African countries or other countries that traditionally have a large black population are members of this. And I just think it's ridiculous. Listen, if you have an organization that does not deliberately discriminate, which there was no allegation this organization does that, and it just happens to be that there aren't a lot of black members, you know, I believe in the free market and you should go with people who have joined your organization voluntarily, who meet your requirements. That's it. It shouldn't matter what color they are, which is the whole thing with the Supreme Court also, which, by the way, I think that whole thing with Joe Biden's pledge to only appoint a black woman is it's it's racist, it's sexist. And if I said that as an employer for a position, I it would be illegal and I could be sued. Yeah, a caller so, a caller raised that yesterday. Uh, it's certainly a different standard when uh, when you're when you're putting uh, people on the Supreme Court. Uh, finally, last non-film related question: so You are Jewish. You've uh, talked about that before, an, an observant Jew. A school board in Tennessee has banned a Pulitzer Prize winning novel about the Holocaust from being taught in its classroom. The board members in this uh, Tennessee community voted in favor of banning the novel because it contained swear words and a naked illustration. Your reaction to this, Debbie? Well, you know, I have a mixed reaction. On the one hand, you know, I am the daughter and grand, well, the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors, but my mother was born in Bergen-Belsen camp right after the war. My grandparents met there. And my grandparents were survivors. You know, I've heard many, many stories about what happened to them. And, and you know, it's a very important issue to me. Um, and I think it's important that children learn about this so that um, it's not repeated. 
um, and anti-Semitism in America right now is at an all-time high. However, the book is Mouse, M-A-U-S, and and it's a it's a basically it's a graphic novel. It's a comic book. It's not a serious serious novel about the Holocaust. I mean, it is and it isn't. And I can understand the concerns of this uh, school board. I don't agree with them. But there are so many other books better than Mouse, which is, in my opinion, vastly overrated for a number of basically political reasons and woke reasons. They, there are so many other novels that I bet they do have in their library hmm. that are, are about the Holocaust. And I think the press in this one uh, instance, the media is trying to say, oh, evil what, uh, red state Republican types of people don't want to hear about the Holocaust. And that's not really what's going on here. So I don't feel it's, it's uh, fair to to denigrate them or say that they're, you know, I think what's being implied is that they are anti-Semitic and so on. And I don't think that's the case hmm. here. Uh, well, I'm glad I asked the question because uh, I knew you would have a thoughtful answer. All right. On to the films that people may see Thank while you. they're stuck in the snow tomorrow. A film that has gotten a lot of buzz. I haven't gotten around to seeing yet, it yet, but it's gotten some award buzz. It's been talked about a great deal. Is Licorice Pizza. What's Licorice Pizza, Licorice Pizza about and what's your take on it? All right, so Licorice Pizza takes place in the early 70s, and it's about this high school teenage boy who has a crush on this woman that is in her 20s that has visited the high school um, as an employee of of the photo company. Remember, we used to all take photos. Maybe they still do this at school. I don't know with with, uh, digital phones and all this, they do that anymore, but for class pictures and so on. He falls in love with this girl that works for that company, and he chases her around, and they they have a platonic relationship. It's kind of like a platonic romance, if if you could say that. Um, and it shows all their very unlikely adventures in California in the 70s. Um, and you know what? On the one hand, it's sweet. It's a sweet romance, and there's no nothing illegal in it. But on the other hand, I felt like it's a wild goose chase and nothing really ever happens. And, you know, it is about a teenage boy who nowadays, if he got caught uh, having a kiss with somebody that was 25, that 25-year-old could, would be charged for child molesting. Um, so I just thought the movie was a little bit overrated. Mm. Um, like I said, there's a lot of unlikely adventures there's a, a scene where they're um, with uh, Barbara Streisand's then boyfriend. Um, there are some other scenes with a with a current aging movie star played by Sean Penn in the movie, um, and Bradley Cooper plays Barbara Streisand's um, boyfriend. He's very funny in the movie, by the way. But the rest of the movie, I thought, was honestly kind of boring and a wild goose chase. And I think the movie is very overrated. Liberal movie critics, the mainstream movie critics, love this movie for some reason, but it's just really not a plot. It's a a scene of events, and like I said, it's just nothing happens. There's no suspense to it. You don't want to know what happens next. Is it a comedy or a drama? 
I guess you would call it the the current term of dramedy, dramedy because there are parts of it that are serious, there are parts that are funny, but it's really just a story. It's not really a lot of laughs. Interesting. Okay. Uh, now I remember the horror movie Scream, the Wes Craven movie Scream that came out in the late 1990s with uh, Drew Barrymore and uh, Courtney Cox. There's a, another Scream out right now. What's this one all about? All right, so this is the latest in the Scream series of movies. They're calling it a requel. Um, oh, boy. It, it really, yeah. It, it, we've seen the Scream movies. They're um, basically each movie has the same essential storyline, which is that there is somebody dressed in this scary costume that is the murderer that is murdering a bunch of teens in a town. Um, this has that same plot, but it's it's the new one, but you have, and it's a whole new cast of characters, younger kids, but you do have three of the older from the original movies coming back. You've got David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Nev Campbell. I, I actually enjoyed this movie. I expected to hate it, but I do like a good, suspenseful, scary thriller, and this was that. Um, I do think that they, while they they did mock sequels of movies and horror movies, and I enjoyed that at first, they went a little bit overboard towards the end, and it just kind of got ridiculous. But it was enjoyable. Um, What's interesting is that one of the main characters um, is Jack Quaid, who is Dennis Quaid, and Meg Ryan's son, and it was a little off-putting to me because I kept seeing Meg Ryan's face with a beard on it. Um, but other than that, I thought it was really, really good. All right. Now, we, I am familiar with the concept of a remake. I'm familiar with the concept of a sequel. What is a requel? It's a word they made up to mix remake and sequel. So it, this movie uh, does have the events of the first film in it? It does, and in fact, at the very beginning scene at the very first film with Drew Barrymore getting the call from sure. the killer, and then the killer get breaking into the house and trying to kill the original character, that ha- happens in this movie also. There are a lot of scenes that are very similar, but played out again in modern today today's time and with this new cast of characters. Oh, well, I, I enjoyed the first Scream, so I may uh, I may check this one out based on your recommendation. But uh, just to be clear, it ignores Screams 2 and 3, I guess. Well... Or no. Or don't give no. it too much I mean, Yes and no. They Really, this takes place after all the other Scream movies. I mean, I remember I saw the original. I was in the middle of grad school. I mean, it was it was in the mid '90s when I saw it, maybe early mid '90s. Um, so it's been a long time, and they do recognize that there have been a lot of uh, killers in the in the Scream movies, and a lot of people have died. It's not like they ignore that that happened. It's just that it, it's very similar more than anything to the first one. Okay, because I know they did that with the Halloween film. They would make uh, sequels, and then they'd ignore them, then they'd make requel, uh, uh, remakes, right. and then they'd do sequels to the remakes. Well, that's interesting. All right, uh, tell me about this film, See For Me. What's this about? All right, so I really like this movie. Usually at the beginning of the year in January is one of the two months where Hollywood releases bad movies to die a quick death. 
The other month is August, by the way. But I, there have been a few good movies in January, and this is one of them. It's a, it's a great thriller. It is in mostly art house movie theaters. It's about this woman who was an Olympic skier, but she has gone blind mm. because of an accident. So instead of practicing skiing and trying to learn how to ski blind, which apparently you can do, she has taken to being a house sitter and a pet sitter at various people's houses. And what she's really doing is she is stealing stuff at these homes and selling it with one of her friends so she can make money. Um, And in this movie, she goes to, during the current story of the movie, she goes to a very nice home. It's dark. It's night. It's the dead of winter. And she can't see. And she uses this app called See For Me, which gets a seeing person to see through her camera Hmm. which way to go and how to get places. And while she's there, some criminals break in. And she has to escape them and try and outsmart them. And I just thought it was very suspenseful Hmm. and very scary. And I enjoyed it. And it was very scary without being very bloody. What's the 355 about? So I did not care for this movie. It's basically the this group of women who are secret agents um, played by various female movie stars like Jessica Chastain. And they are fighting to stop the evil men of the world from getting this uh, device that, if it is gotten, could uh, like could be like an electromagnetic pulse. It can interfere with various electrical devices and shut down uh, planes out of the sky, make them fall out of the sky, can turn off electricity for whole cities. And it has been available on the open market from other villains and another villain stole it. And they're trying to stop this device from being used on the world. Um, I didn't care for this movie. First of all, it's not believable when women beat up men who are far stronger and larger than them. And secondly, these these female uh, super agents just really were boring. There was nothing they yeah. did that was exciting, and I, the story was kind of blah. All right. Well, Debbie, we're going to have to end it there. So if people are into horror movies, they'll probably like the new Scream, especially if they're a fan of the franchise. And uh, everybody, it sounds like, will like the uh, the movie See For Me, Licorice Pizza, and the 355. People can avoid those and not miss anything. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Debbie Schlussel. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter. You can check out her website. There's a lot of interesting things on there. DebbieSchlussel.com or DebbieDoesPolitics.com. We want to make her the new co-host of The View, the new conservative uh, female on The View. So tweet at the folks at The View. Write to the folks at The View. Tell them you want to see Debbie Schlussel on there. What do they lose by trying her out for a week? That would be a real hoot.